Is this thing on? Hi guys, welcome back to Bailey Bearable, and welcome back for your weekly dose of D. I don't know if I'm going to keep that, but I, I don't know. I, I just like saying it. It just makes me giggle talking about the D. I'm the D, if you guys are wondering. I'm the D. I'm little D, big D, whatever kind of D you want. I'm your D. I'm your D. So um, if you haven't done so, please follow me on Instagram at Barely Bearable Podcast. Um, yeah, and shoot me some DMs. Give me some likes. And yeah, show my, my uh, podcast some love. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. So it is the end of June, and I, I had previously mentioned that I record these podcasts weeks in advance just to have, because it's stressful to come up with content in a week, so I like to have like 10 or maybe like 5 episodes under my belt, so um, this should be coming out, this episode might be coming out in July or August, but anyway, um, it's June, so it's Pride Month, motherfuckers, I'm going to talk about all that gay shit because this is my fucking podcast. So a lot of people have thrown in the suggestion box of my DMs and said, talk about your coming out story. So I thought about it and yeah, it's actually a really funny story. So I don't know what order I'm going to go in, but let's hear it. I'm going to jump into it. So I knew I was gay at a very young age. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't really know what gay was. I remember being like seven or eight and um, this man came on the television and he was clearly gay. He sounded very gay. And um, I had made a comment like, oh my God, he sounds like a woman. And my aunt sat me down and like scolded me and says, don't you dare talk about someone like that. And who cares if he's gay? And little did she know, I was a little mo. I was a little homo and she had no idea. And not to mention, oh my God, this is so funny. I was obsessed with the Wizard of Oz when I was little and I would call it the Visit of Oz. And not only was I obsessed with it, my biggest obsession was the Vicked Vitch of the Vest. That's what I used to say. And I used to go to my mother, isn't she beautiful? And my mom says to this day, I should have known. I should have known. Um... But yeah, so I was obsessed with the Wicked Witch of the West and I would dress like her for Halloween for like four or five years in a row. And not only that, I would make my mother, my sister and my older sister uh, dress like the Wicked Witch of the West. And my father refused to dress like a woman, but um, I forgive him. It ruined my Halloween, but I forgive him. Also, side note, at my Aunt Janie's house, she had like a plethora of like wigs and Halloween costumes and her her apartment was basically like Christopher Street, I felt like. And um, I, I used to take this wig, this black wig, long, like pin straight hair, and I used to pretend like I was Cher and walk around the house and she has the photos, but she just doesn't know where they are. And I, if you're listening to this podcast, San Janie, you gotta find those photos because I gotta tell you. Oh my god! Also, I was uh, I was Britney Spears for Halloween one year. I was Britney Spears, 
I think I want to say in sixth grade. Yeah, it was Britney Spears and um, it was iconic. So, I mean, if you didn't know then, what are you, Helen Keller, deaf and blind? Can I say that nowadays? I don't know if I could say that. Don't cancel me. Please don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. Actually, fun fact, I'm deaf in my left ear. And um, no, I, don't, I can't use a hearing aid because it's like a blind person wearing glasses. It wouldn't help. So I am half deaf. So take that, trolls. I remember um, in summer camp, I must have been in maybe fifth grade. And um, they used to call me Danny Hominello. How rude is that? Like Romanello, but Hominello. Like, uh, but you got to give it to them. That's pretty creative. It's better than Fudge Packer or Butt Pirate. In their defense, I was singing the Moulin Rouge during kickball. Yeah, so I feel like people didn't really get suspicious until middle school. Um, You know, I feel like I have some stereotypical mannerisms that are gay you know I, I i stand you know the way i stand the way i walk the way i talk with my hands maybe that's just an italian thing i don't know but um yeah so then they clocked it all right they clocked it danny romanello you might be a mo another funny thing i would do when i was younger my mom you know would take me to the department stores like Macy's or like Nordstrom or like Kohl's and they all have a men's underwear section and there they have photos of these hot hung men in underwear and they're packing so I would just go there and just stare at all these hot bulges at like eight or nine probably a little older maybe like 10 or 11 but I remember going this this is exactly what I want this in this package literally and um in middle school i i dated girls yo i dated girls i oh my god i dated let's see i dated about five girls in my career not at once obviously but yeah i dated about five five of those lucky ladies and they they joke to this day that they all turned me gay they they like to take the blame for it which i i love i think it's so funny so if you're listening Hey, ex-girlfriend. Stalker. No, I'm kidding. Um, And you're probably wondering, Danny, how many girls have you been inside? The answer? Zero. I'm a gold star gay. The farthest I ever got with a girl was I made out. I made out with a girl. I made out with, I think, two girls in my in my day. I was probably pretending like it was their hot brother or something. But yeah, those lucky ladies got to have me make out with them. So if you're listening to this, how was I? I was probably pretty good because I've been told I'm a good kisser, but that's besides the point. So I think the last girl I dated was in seventh grade. Then I was like, bitch, like, why the fuck am I trying to hide this? So like I said, I slowly started to come out and um, I would tell my close girlfriends because obviously I was hanging out with a lot of girls. So I um I was I think I told I told my friend who I who I kissed at one point, I told her, I called her up and I said, I'm gay. And she was like, No way. Like she was shocked. She had no idea. And um I don't know, I felt like I was carrying this big elephant with me at all times. So it felt really good to tell her that. 
But yeah, I didn't officially come out until end of freshman year of high school. And I felt like I was carrying a big secret with me freshman year that I didn't want anyone to know. But I told, you know, my close girlfriends. But it was really scary to hold in, you know, because at the time I was the only one out in my high school. I went to a high school of 600 kids and um, I felt so alone, you know, to be there. And I felt like I was the only one, only little Mo at the time. So then uh, I came out to my best guy friend at the time named Walter. Hey, Walter, he's listening to the podcast right now. I got his permission to talk about this. Um, We've been friends since we were in first grade. And the summer before, we he, he took me to Montauk with his family. And um, the guys were going fishing and all the girls were going to the Hamptons to go shopping. And I was, I was like, fuck, I don't want to go fishing and have like fish guts and blood on me and touch worms all day and throw up in a boat so i was like i get seasick i'm coming i'm coming shopping with the ladies and they're like really and i was like yeah i don't i don't feel well so then i i went shopping with them and i bought this blazer from j crew it was like this light brown corduroy jacket, and I thought I was, well, no, it was a blazer. It was a light brown blazer corduroy thing, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I was like the shit when I bought this. I felt like it was like a Tom Ford suit at the time. It was, you know, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, fast forward to the next summer. I think it was June. Um, I told a good amount of my girlfriends that I was gay, and I was nervous that it would leak. And um, my guy friends would hear about it before I got to tell them. So I, I was about to tell my, my best friend, Walter. He's like my brother. I, you know, like I said, I knew him since first grade. So I was planning on telling him the night we were hanging out. So we were watching. I'm pretty sure we rented it from Blockbuster at the time. We were watching How to Lose a Guy with, in 10 Days with Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. And um, we're watching it, and um, I was like, I need to tell him. So I couldn't even focus on the movie. So I was like, how do I tell him? I was like, I, I'm scared to just say it out loud. So I was like, let me, like, drop hints. So I was like, yeah, Kate Hudson's, like, really pretty. But I was like, but Matthew McConaughey, he's hot. And he, like, kind of looked at me, and I go, what, man? I could say that. And um, he was like, oh, okay. Then I was like, you know, uh, I'm bisexual. He's like, really, man? cool good for you he did not give a shit then i go walter i'm gay and he didn't care at all and i was nervous to tell him because i mean he's not a douche but he looks like a douche he's like your typical like broy frat guy i mean he went to school in the south but um thanks walter for sticking by me throughout all these years i love you tons buddy And I just want to make a public apology to you. I'm so sorry for telling your distant relatives that we dated and and you're my ex-boyfriend. I think it's funny. You don't think it's funny. Your parents think it's funny. (laughs) But okay, that's my spiel on that. So yeah, I came out in high school and it was a overall really nice experience. Everyone was super friendly. And I mean, some people, you know, can be jerks, but... For the most part, people were pretty nice. And those are the people that were jerks. You got to put them back in their place, honey. Let me tell you. I didn't let shit go. I'm a Scorpio. 
I'm a little feisty, hairy Italian man. You think I'm going to let shit go? No. I confronted that shit head on and put that down. So I felt like I, I held my own in high school. I was very friendly. I talked to everybody. But if you stepped on me, I'm going to eat your fucking foot. Oh, I forgot to say something. So after I came out to my friends, I came out to my family because obviously they were going to know soon enough. So I was nervous to tell my family, to be honest, because um, on both sides, my mother and my father, they had uh, gay cousins that died of AIDS in the 80s. So I was nervous to tell them. Well, first of all, I told my sister, Judy Ann. Hey, June, if you're listening to this, I hope you are because you're my sister. We're supposed to we're supposed to support each other. I'm sure you're listening to this. Um, I told my sister she was, what what was she? She was probably in high school, I guess. She was a little older than me. She was drunk one night and I told her and I'm, she didn't, she took it fine, but she was so shocked that I came out of the closet. She didn't see it coming. And um, she told my grandma the next day. I was so mad at her that I wanted to tell my grandma myself and um. My grandma goes, is it true? I go, yes, grandma. And um, my grandma was fine with it, but she, you know, she was very protective over me. But I can't believe my sister told my, my grandma. It was just, it really pissed me off at the time. But my grandma didn't really care. But funny story about that. Right after I came, right after I came out to her, um, a couple of weeks later, we were watching Seinfeld. This has nothing to do with it, but we were watching that. And all of a sudden she says, you know, Danny, you know, gay guys put things in each other's butts, right? They do that. I was like, Grandma, like, I don't want to talk about this. And she would say, all right, all right. Then she would say, Danny boy, don't flaunt your gayness. They're going to, if they see you in Central Park, they might rape you. And I was like, oh, my God, Grandma, get away. I'm 16. Stop talking about this. And, oh my god, this is terrible. She used to refer to gay men as the fags. Because back then, in 1950, that that is what you called them. And obviously, nowadays, it's a very offensive term that you shouldn't use. But, um, God bless, I love her. I miss her so much. But that's what she used to call them. And I used to have to be like, Grandma, you can't say that in public. Or, in general, you can't say that word. And then I told my older sister, I had to tell her quickly because word was getting out quickly that their little brother's a Mo. I don't know if I should say that anymore. I love saying Mo, but maybe I shouldn't say that anymore. Okay, I won't say Mo. Um, so then I told her, and then I just broke down crying because it was a very emotional thing. And, you know, she was fine with it, obviously. And then I told my mother we were on our way to get my eyebrows done. I shit you not because I was going to a graduation party and it was like the older seniors and I thought I was so cool. So I I came out to her right after I got my eyebrows done and uh, she cried, but she wasn't upset, but she was just like, I'm, you know, worried. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, might want to hurt you. And, you know, she's completely supportive. Um, But yeah, and then I got to the graduation party and I was like, Guess what, motherfuckers? I'm gay. And um, no one cared. Everyone was like, yeah, we figured. And then I told my father last. 
Um, those of you that know my family, my father's a scary man. He's so cute. He's a softy, but he's a very hard exterior. Like I, he's basically Tony Soprano. So um, I always bother my father. I always fuck with him. So I was like, I I don't know if I could tell him in person because what if he thinks I'm joking? I don't know. I don't know if I could see his reaction. I, I'm really nervous. So then I decided I'm going to write him a letter and I put it in his car and then I left for the weekend. And um, I was so nervous because he didn't call me right away. Um, I think he took a minute to process it. And then he called me. I'm mid piss. I'm peeing. And I answer my phone. I go, hi. He goes, hey, Danny boy, uh, I got your letter. Um, I just want to let you know, I love you no matter what. I don't care if you're blue, purple, green, pink, gay, straight. You're my son, and I love you no matter what. And it was such a beautiful moment because I, I was just so nervous to tell him. And he doesn't love me any less, and we have a great relationship. And it's sad to say a lot of people can't say that, and I have such empathy towards them. I have a ton of friends who were disowned by their families at like young ages because they came out or they found out they were gay or this, that. And it's just like, how could you disown your child for their sexual preference? It's just so weird to me. It's like, why do you give a fuck about what I do behind closed doors? Like, it's insane. But going off that... My father, oh my God, this is mortifying. My father gave me the safe sex talk in a KFC. I shit you not. He goes, Danny boy. So he, we're eating fried chicken and like mashed potatoes in KFC. Because you know what? I love KFC. And is this episode sponsored by KFC? Maybe. Maybe it's not. But I'm just going to go in back into the episode. Um <laughs> He goes, so, you know, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know? I'm like, yeah. Like, what are you getting at? He goes, you know, you, uh, you gotta be safe out there, Danny boy. Cause you know, there's shit out there that's, uh, you know, uh, it's not curable. And, uh, uh I, 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 I'm nervous. I'd be very nervous for you. And I was like out loud, I go, oh my God, this is not happening. in a KFC that my father's giving me the safe sex talk. I can't deal with this I can't but it was very it was well-meaning and it was adorable and thank you dad I appreciate it my mother gave me the safe sex talk your body's a temple okay so use it wisely she used to say things like that to me and it was uh it's very sweet and yeah your body is a temple so treat it well feed it good things and don't fuck losers that's my own words that's how I feel about that this is really funny. So about four years ago, I was moving to Los Angeles from New York and um, I was going to drive because I was like, why not? I always wanted to drive across country. So I was planning to drive. So it was a week before I was moving. Um, my mother calls me up and she goes, you know, uh, you're you gay. I was like, what? She goes, you can't drive across country. I was like, Oh, okay, what's the first part? She goes, you're gay. I go, what does it have to do with anything? She goes, they don't like gays in the middle of the country. And they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. They're going to see you. And they're going to know you from New York. And they're going to kill you. And that's what's going to happen. 
That's how she talks. Then um, my father calls me up and he goes, I, uh, I talked to your mother and uh, I don't think it's safe if you go. I talked to her and she says it's not safe, so I don't think it's safe. So um, I got ganged up on because I'm gay and I'll get murdered in the middle of America. Um, I didn't end up driving because it's true. I shouldn't have driv- driven alone. I would, though. I'm not really scared of that. But um, I flew and... um. I made them ship my car out because that's it. And that's a wrap. Um, I hope you enjoyed my coming out episode. Um, follow me at Barely Bearable Podcast on Instagram. And thank you for listening.